Gaga. We're nothing if not raw and authentic and here. Uncut. <laughs> Welcome back to Honestly, a horror cast with Zoe and Logan. That was Logan, and that was Zoe. Here we are. We're already on one. <laughs> It hasn't even started, but I can tell we're on one. When are we not, though? That's true. I feel like we're on one more often than yeah, we're not on than one. than off one. <laughs> Precisely, Precisely, dear boy. Um, This week, on this podcast... <laughs> on this one, we will be talking about the eighth installment in the Saw franchise, which is Jigsaw... 2017 hand brackets we can't emphasize the hand brackets enough the hand brackets are actually so integral to the overall ethos of this podcast i would agree i would would agree so i would agree in the zeitgeist and other words (laughs) that people love to use (laughs) that sounds like (laughs) that sounds like a bad like biography would be called (laughs) Zeitgeist and other words. <laughs> That's your memoir. Yeah, it's coming, coming soon. Um, what an installment. It certainly is an installment. It's, if there's one thing we can say, it's that it is an installment, an installment. of the franchise. So you can jot that down. Get it? You heard it here first. There's certainly a plot <laughs> and characters. And we'll get into that. In fact, we'll get into it right, right now. now. Key players. There's not a lot compared to other. I almost said episodes, but I guess what? that works. Of the pod. No, I will say the um, Jigsaw as a film is very understated yes. compared to the rest yes. of the franchise. It really like understated in a way that was hard for us to find. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into it. It's like the forgotten film a little bit, I think. And it maybe should be, but we'll, we'll get we'll get there. We'll decide. We'll get there. So as always, we have John Kramer, who's the jigsaw killer. He's a husband. He's a civil engineer. He's the founder of the Urban Renewal Group. He's a petty king. He's a pig farm proprietor and allegedly an uncle. <laughs> then, <laughs> then we have Logan Nelson, who is a husband to Christine, a father, to Melissa, a former military medic who's discharged Mm post-capture. He's a current medical examiner at the Metropolitan Police Department, Mm -hmm. and he's a spokesperson for the dead. (laughs) Then we have Detective Brad Halloran. Halloran? (laughs) Halloran. Halloran. (laughs) Who's a homicide detective working for, you guessed it, the Metropolitan Police Department. Surprise! He was abusive and corrupt and let many criminals walk free. And he's not a regular cop. He's a cool cop. And he has the cigarette and non-standard issue card to prove it. And he's a lecherous old pervert. Absolutely. Write that down. That's key to his character. Then we have Detective Keith Hunt, who (laughs) it's so close to like being like Mike Hunt. Something funny. Like something close to being funny. Homicide detective working for the Metropolitan Police Department as well. He's Halloran's partner. He served in Iraq with Logan. He's in need of a signature, he? such as a flat cap. <laughs> per chance. Wait. <laughs> he did. I missed that. He did. Fallujah. <laughs> wow, that's 
incredible. They're army buddies. They are. They go way back. Incredible. He's connected to his web connects, connects them all. all. Okay, wait. Can I just interject yeah, real quick interject. to talk about Madam Web? <laughs> That's what this post. I just have to say, I've already said this to Zoe. I went to go see Madam Web on the weekend, and I it's heavily inspired by Saw. I have no choice <laughs> it, but to believe. Yeah. It has a crazy timeline. The transitions are absolutely bonkers. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the saw fingerprints are all over it. <laughs> we so. see the inspiration. I'm just saying. It's there. Just wanted to point that it's out. It's there. So. Then we have Eleanor Bonneville. Crazy name. Um, she's not like other girls. She's a pathologist. She's a resident. She's Logan's assistant at the Metropolitan Police Department. And she's a Jigsaw fangirl. So she's so us for real. We get it. Then... We have Edgar Munson, who's not to be confused with Eddie Munson, which I definitely will do several times during this. <laughs> He's a meth addict and criminal, mm -hmm. arrested twice by Halran, became his informant, and thus was released early. After his release, he continued his criminal career and at some point murdered a woman named Christine Nelson. Sound familiar? Logan's wife. Lo this Logan's wife. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Anna, no last name. She's a wife and mother, John's neighbor. She blamed her husband for the death of their child, and then due to her lies, her husband was arrested and taken into a psychiatric hospital where he eventually committed suicide. Or, as my typo yesterday would say, seussed. <laughs> Ryan, no last name. All around, not cool dude. Guilty for consistently making the Shane Dawson face and of causing a devastating car wreck that claimed the lives of his friends as teens. He also continued his criminal career into adulthood, sold credits that could not be paid, sold coke, didn't pay state taxes, and cheated on both of his wives. Two wives? Two, two, two wives. <laughs> then we have Mitch, also no last name. He is a seller of a faulty motorcycle and number one on Jigsaw's shit list for this reason. <laughs> then we have Carly, also no last name, and she's a purse snatcher and enemy to all asthmatics. And that's, <laughs> those are who we're working with today. What a cast of characters. Do you feel <laughs> threatened by Carly? I do. I feel like I would also put her in a trap. You feel personally she came victimized for me. by Carly? I do. She came for all of us. She came for all of us. Frankly. <laughs> she did. She did. And she paid... The ultimate the price. The ultimate price. So let's get into the plot of Jigsaw 2017. What a plot. It feels, this feels so light. It's a, I have a one yeah. page document in my hand and it just, I feel like I'm leaving out so much, but hey, I also think this just might be the it. film. Yeah. Um, so the film, because that's what it is. It's a film. <laughs> opens with Edgar Munson mm -hmm. fleeing from the police. He ends up on the rooftop of what we can only assume is an abandoned building and finds a remote. As officers corner him, Edgar frantically tells them to call Detective Brad Halloran in order to avoid five people's deaths. When Halloran and his new partner, Detective Keith Hunt, <laughs> arrive at the scene, Edgar informs them that he is being forced to play a game and he refuses to drop the remote. And this is the beginning of Edgar Munson's test. Edgar Munson's <laughs> test. Okay. So he woke up inside of an abandoned warehouse and received an audio tape 
which are likely things to happen in a Saw movie, um, which told him that by 12 o'clock he had to find a remote detonator, which was marked with a red X on top of the warehouse's roof, and use it to start a game involving five other people. If he refused to pull the trigger on the detonator, thereby starting the game for the others, he would be killed himself. So, but it also looked like he had a bomb. So, yeah. People, you know, people don't take too kindly no. to that. So he finally pulls the trigger on the remote and the cops start shooting at him. Likely thing for them to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though Halloran ordered the officers to aim for the remote, one bullet hits Edgar in the chest, causing him to collapse and lose consciousness. I love in Saw movies when they do that, where they're like, he was just shot point blank in the chest and he <laughs> lost consciousness. Like, what? Do you mean he, like, was shot in the chest and died? No, 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 no. He lost consciousness. He loses consciousness and, <laughs> and ends up there. in a coma he's for a, a while. Coma. Don't worry, he's fine. Yeah, I don't, like, logistically understand that. Like, granted, I don't know a lot about the human body and that's been proven time and time hey. again. Just stab, stab him, him in the, the thigh. thigh. But... Point blank in the chest. I don't. I don't know how that would just like put you in a coma. And it wasn't one cop shooting at him. No, there were a lot. We most, saw most of them just got his hand. That's with true. The remote. And it exploded. Exploded. <laughs> it was gross. The scene shifts. It shifts as they often do in these films. Um, to a room where five people are trapped, each with a shackle around their neck and a bucket <laughs> on their head. And this is the start of the murderer's trial, and then more specifically, it's the bucket Bucket room. room. This is where, in my notes, I wrote down, initiate chum buckets. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's happening now. (laughs) So, the murderer's trial is five victims locked in a room inside of an abandoned barn. Once the game began, the participants had to make their way through the rooms of the barn with a game designed for each of the victims. So, the first one is the bucket room. So we have Mitch, Anna, Ryan, Carly, and an unconscious man. We won't name. Then five players are locked in a room with irremovable buckets secured to their heads. The buckets are attached to a heavy metal chain. Once the game began, these chains began to pull, moving the participants across the room towards a wall of spinning circular saws. The only way to survive the trap was to sacrifice any amount of blood by cutting themselves on the saws. Once they had made a blood sacrifice, a light would turn green, allowing the victims to remove their buckets and proceed to the next part of the trial. And as always, <laughs> Jiggy Saw <laughs> likes to explain his choices <laughs> and their choices, because it's always theirs. It's ultimately their choice. I'm sure you're all wondering why you're here. <laughs> you deny culpability, no doubt. For the circumstances in which you find yourselves, salvation can be yours if you cleanse yourselves of the habitual lies which have brought you here, lies that you have told yourselves, lies which have brutalized others. Confess, the truth will set you free. But any attempt to violate my rules will kill you. (laughs) I want to play a game. First, an offering of blood, no matter how little, will give you a green light to escape from this room with your lives. If you can release yourself from your demons, you can shed the chains that those demons bring with them. Make the simple blood sacrifice, what a sentence, that I've requested, or face severe consequences. The choice is yours. He really said, release your inhibitions, (laughs) feel the rain on your skin, no one else can feel it for you, only you can let it in. He should have started playing that. You should (laughs) have. No one (laughs) 
no one else. I think that would have added some whimsy to it. I just there's there's something that's so like quintessential jigsaw mm-hmm. about saying simple blood sacrifice. It's simple. Just sacrifice your blood. Just stab him in the thigh. <laughs> Simply sacrifice your blood. It's like not that hard. Like why are you making a deal out of it? Big deal. It's nothing. Drama. It's like you. No one wants to sacrifice their blood these days. Get your ass up <laughs> and sacrifice your blood. Feel the blood on your skin. <laughs> no one else can feel it for you. Um, so after receiving their instructions, their simple instructions, instructions. the prisoners are dragged towards several rotating buzz saws by the Mm. chains connected to their shackles. Four of them survived the game, so that would be, um, Mitch, Anna, Ryan, and Carly. Yeah, unconscious man. He stays. (laughs) Um, so they're allowed to move on to the next room. However, the last prisoner, the unnamed man, does not wake up in time and is ultimately pulled into the blades. Mm -hmm. Bummer for him. (laughs) When they enter the next room, Billy the Puppet, serving Dorothy Gale realness (laughs) in his ruby red slippers, wheels out on his little tricycle with a tape attached to him and a piece of paper that says, confess. (laughs) That's so, I love him. That's so Billy. It's so Billy of him. Everyone starts to get pulled by their chains, but Mitch grabs the tape from Billy and the chains stop. Thus beginning the chain hanger. <laughs> the names of these traps, I have some, we'll get into all of it yeah. later on, but the traps leave a little bit to be desired with their names. <laughs> with everything, with everything about, about them. them, truthfully. <laughs> so again, the victims of this are Mitch, Anna, Ryan, and Carly, no more unconscious man. <laughs> The victims continue to be moved by their chains towards a pulley on the opposite side of the room. In order to stop the chain from continuing to move, one of the victims would have to grab another tape from Billy the Puppet's hands, (laughs) which would pull a trigger, stopping them momentarily. A small container holding three needles was then lowered down before the participants. The needles each contained something different, the antidote, a saline solution, and a potent acid. Classic. One of the victims had to had been injected with poison before the game began, and each needle was marked with numbers that would be recognizable to the intended victim of the trap. The chains were then slowly pulled up towards the ceiling, which would eventually hang all of them. In order for all participants to survive, the antidote would have to be injected into the poisoned victim. And again, we get a little explanation, courtesy of Billy. <laughs> While I'm certain there is a desire to point fingers at me for the blood that has been shed, the simple blood sacrifice, if you will, (laughs) unless you turn that finger inward, I assure you more blood will be lost and all will be judged. We will begin with one, one who is not only a liar, but a thief, a purse snatcher. And when you had a chance to fix the harm that you had done, you chose to do nothing. Now it is you who could die without the right medication. While unconscious, this deceiver among you, this criminal, was injected with a poison. One of the syringes in front of you holds the antidote. One is a saline solution. The other, an acid that will cause an excruciating death. Inject the correct one and your chains will be released. Failure to make the right choice could result in the death for you all. I ask you, what is a life worth to you? That's so funny to me. Like, one is a saline solution. The other, <laughs> potent acid. Like, an acid that will cause excruciating death. Like, of course. Like, okay. 
This also I wrote down at this part where mm-hmm. we get to see what she's done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, literally making her stand on the sidewalk and the camera going between the puffer and a handful of change was like a little too on the nose. It was very heavy It was like, see, the choice was hers and she picked to kill a woman. The choice was hers all along. Um, so Ryan grabs the syringes and injects all three of them into Carly's neck. Carly mm-hmm. is killed by the acid while the others are released from their shackles. Following her death, the remaining survivors discovered that the correct needle was marked with the numbers 353, the same amount of money that Carly stole from the asthmatic woman. (laughs) That's me. Another set of numbers on the needle's plunger allows them to open a combination lock, securing the door to the next room. Soon afterward, two corpses who seem to be the unidentified man from the first (laughs) game and Carly are found in public places. Meanwhile, citizens of Metropolitan City start questioning whether John Kramer, who officially passed away a decade ago, Rip, um, is truly dead. Pour one out for our fallen soldier, John Kramer. (laughs) Halloran begins suspecting Logan Nelson and his assistant, Eleanor Bonneville. Logan, whose wife was murdered two years earlier, doesn't trust Halloran and has a personal rivalry with <laughs> personal rivalry with him. How could you trust that man, though? Oh. First of all, he's not driving a cop car. No. Not that that's inherently trustworthy, but it's like, if you're a cop and you're not even in a cop car, that makes you extra untrustworthy. No, he just immediately looks like a bad guy. And he shows up in, like, aviators and a cigarette. You're like, okay. I'm like, this is... Okay, it's a lot. He looks like... Like a stripper cop or yes. something. Yes. I'm like you're not You're not real. You're, you're not, not a real. real cop. You're not my real dad. I was gonna say that too. Um so Logan has a personal rivalry with Halloran, as do I. Um, mm-hmm. because Halloran's sloppy work has allowed multiple criminals to escape justice. While the police concentrate on finding the killer, Edgar Munson is abducted from the hospital. Oh no, Edgar. Not Edgar, where he was just recovering from his point blank shot to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and fell into a peaceful coma. Peaceful coma, no biggie, he'll be fine. Um, due to the public's fears that John Kramer might be alive still, the police commissioner orders his body to be exhumed. However, when that happens... Edgar's corpse is found inside the coffin <laughs> instead of John's remains. What's that all about? Whoa. Is this John was, really alive? I think this is where I was talking about the cop in the graveyard was really demonstrating Disney level acting. Because he was like, uh, you might want to rethink that about something. But it was like, the pause was so like, it's so like, um, <laughs> hey guys. He's right behind me, isn't he? Like, it was very bad. that. <laughs> and they kept referring, in this part, mm-hmm. everyone kept referring to the corpse as Buckethead. Yes. This is where it began, and it's not where it ended. <laughs> Certainly, Certainly not. not. Certainly Every not. time they referenced this dead man, yeah. they were like, Buckethead. Buckethead. Over here. <laughs> like, this feels disrespectful. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like how you don't speak of the dead. I'm gonna be honest. Well, as spokesperson of the dead, you're kind of not speaking for them right now. I just feel like not what the dead would want. Um, Meanwhile, back at the abandoned barn, Ryan attempts to escape through a locked door. Mind you, it says no exit. Uh, However, the floor collapses beneath him and his right leg gets caught up in sharp wires. And this? It's the leg wires. It's the leg wires. It's the leg wires because, of course, it's the leg wires. They're like, hey, this trap involves 
my leg, and wires. What should we call it? The leg wires. I hate it. I hate it. I'm angry. I'm so angry. So the victim is Ryan, and the victim is so us for having to read this. On a slightly raised wooden platform was a door marked no exit. <laughs> Once someone stepped on the wooden platform hoping to escape through the door, even though it said no, no exit, exit. How much clearer could they have been? <laughs> the platform would break, causing their legs to fall through. Three cables would then wrap around the person's leg, one around the lower calf, another around the mid calf, and the final around the knee. These cables were pulled taut by a series of pulleys. If any of the cables were touched, the pulleys tighten even more. And in order to be freed from the trap, the victim must pull a lever. We also get a little message about this, which is funny because it's just so like, ah, ah, ah. There are no shortcuts in life. Please forgive the rather crude example I will make of your decision to not follow the rules. Pull the handle and you will be set free. <laughs> Classic John. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan's stuck in the leg wires. Um, His legs are stuck in the wire. Wow. Hey. Wow. Hey. hey. Happens to the best of us. Um, so then the other two that are left are looking for another way out, and Anna and Mitch discover a door leading to a grain silo, mm. which they promptly get trapped inside. <laughs> Amazing. And what would this trap be called by any chance? Well, they got really creative with this, and it's called the grain silo wow. trap. Wow. I don't know how they came up with it. They're, they're so I don't know good. how they do it. How does she do it? <laughs> so Anna and Mitch are inside of the silo, and there's a video monitor as well as a remote control hung from the ceiling. An additional remote is located outside of the silo near Ryan. The silo's remote was just out of reach, so they would have to work together to pull it down. Once the remote was retrieved, the door to the silo would slam shut, locking them inside. Mm -hmm. The silo would then quickly begin to fill with grain, burying the victims to their chests, preventing their arms from moving. At which point, it would stop. However, once the grain stopped, sharp objects were dropped from the ceiling onto the victims. Knives, pitchforks... Mm -hmm. Circular saw blades, even, etc. These are this is the goofiest <laughs> trap, honestly. And so they're like, just throw it down. And the fact that like only one thing hits them, it's crazy. And in the arm, yeah. I just, I don't believe I it. I don't buy it. <laughs> in order for Anna and Mitch to survive the trap, they relied on Ryan pulling the lever on the leg wires trap. Once he did that. They'd be free. Then the door would be open. Simple as that. But something would happen to Ryan. <laughs> this is the little message. In the past, you've all put your own interests above others and then lied to others and deceived the world about your callousness, your larceny, <laughs> your criminality. Now you will look in the mirror and you will face who you really are. The choices you have made may cost you your life. You cannot escape the truth. There is, however, one person who can help you. Ryan, <laughs> if he pulls the lever before you're buried alive, you will live. William, free yourself to free them. Why do you say William? <laughs> like, William? Saw script? Okay. What is that? I think it's will you free yourself to free uh, them. Probably. That would make William. sense. William. I liked William better. Who's William? William Easton. Easton. He's back. He's back and better and than ever. And covered in acid and goo. Mm. 
gross. Various goo. <laughs> um, so ultimately, Ryan brings himself to save the others, and he sacrifices his leg, which gets sliced off in, like, three pieces. Three pieces. Which is, like, mm-hmm. a little gnarly. So he pulls the lever, cuts his leg off, and then is able to open the door to yeah. the grain silo for <laughs> Adam and whoever the fuck is still there. What are these people's names? <laughs> I'd like we know. Anna and Mitch. Anna sorry. And Mitch. Adam, Adam. I was thinking of our boy. Rip. <laughs> the OG. We miss you. Um, while Anna treats Ryan's injury, I'm not really sure how she managed to do that. Like, with just what like, material? Just like some cloth. That doesn't. His leg is gone. I. You like, know, it's, it's really fine. not doing a whole lot. Uh, Mitch finds an audio tape in the next room, and moments later he gets tangled in a sling that pulls him towards the ceiling. I'm gonna be honest, mm. like, I'm a very clumsy person, I don't know if you know that, <laughs> don't know if you've met me before. I'm a very clumsy person, I just do feel, however, if I were to wake up in mm. an abandoned pig farm and be forced to partake in Jigsaw's little game, yeah. That I might look where my feet are going when I'm walking. I you would to think avoid so. being caught up in slings. Sure. That's just one girl. Yeah, or you know, trying to go through a door that says no exit yeah. and then falling through the floor into leg wires, leg getting my leg, leg stuck in leg wires. <laughs> you know, if, if I, I had a nickel, <laughs> if I had a leg wire. <laughs> um, and this is uh, this is the cycle trap. Not even motorcycle. No, just this cycle. Is cycle. God. So Mitch is there. He's <laughs> he's suspended above a large metal cone with metal coiled blades on the inside. When I was looking up this trap, first of all, they had written that it was a large metal cone-like structure. So a cone. A cone. So a cone. Sure. But okay. Slowly he was lowered into the device, which, since it's a cone, became increasingly narrower the closer he got to the bottom. (laughs) Additionally, attached to the trap was a running motorcycle that caused the cone to rotate as he was lowered into it. In order to survive, he had to make it to the bottom of the cone and press the handbrake located at the bottom, which would stop the blades from turning and release him. It isn't fully explained, but it's believed that in order to survive the trap, he would have to remain absolutely still until he reached the bottom, which would mean even if you got nicked by the blades, you couldn't flinch at that pain. You just have to remain still and get cut up till you made it to the end. Which just feels impossible. It feels very like this is not a beatable one. Like but I, I can't get a paper cut without flinching. No, I, I did a big one. I did a big one. And of course, there's a little message. This one is personal. Hello, Mitch. You've admitted to selling a boy a motorcycle, but you've not told the entire story, have you? $600 for a bike that you listed in excellent condition. Even though you knew the brakes were faulty, you took his 600 bucks, and in return, you delivered him to his end. He was my nephew. No, he wasn't. No, he was not. No, he was not. There's so much... Mm -mm. There's so much there. We are to Mm. believe... That this man is a ne- is a nephew is an uncle, which means that he's also a brother. A brother. <laughs> Who the There's... fuck is Jigsaw's sibling? Come There's forward a now. Whole family tree that you've opened up now. Insane. Is he the only nephew? Are there nieces? Nibblings? Is... <laughs> Nibblings? Perchance? <laughs> if we were still doing titled episodes, Nibblings? Perchance? <laughs> It's crazy. 
It's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was my nephew, and he never hurt anyone. The device you see here has a unique power source. It has the same engine that graced the bike you sold my nephew. However, I assure you the brake lever for this one works perfectly. Avoid the dangers around you. Hit the motorcycle brake handle, and the motor will stop. Live or die, Mitch. The choice is yours. I'm I'm sorry. I have to go back to the he was my nephew of it all for a second. He wasn't. Because this is truly the biggest hang-up I think I have yeah. with this film. <laughs> yeah. Because what do you mean? What do you mean we are eight movies into this franchise and this is the first we're You're hearing? Like, by the way, he's a brother. Huh? <laughs> like, add that to the fucking key characters I mean, list. I know I should have. John Kramer. Brother. brother. Alleged uncle. Like, what? I just can't. I don't believe you. No. I don't. No. I don't believe that to be true. No. And I can't. I can't. Like, you've done nothing to allow us to believe that. No, no. You can't, you can't eight movies into this franchise all of a sudden be like, yeah, he's a brother and this is his nephew. No. No. That's so unbelievable. No. That's perhaps the most unbelievable thing that happens in this entire franchise. And you have, like, cones being powered by motorcycles hanging in the air. And I'm like, he's an uncle? No. No, I cannot suspend belief. No. No, I can't. I can't. But okay. Um, so Anna climbs on top of the trap and Oh yeah, six- she does like parkour. Yeah, she does parkour all over the place. And she's able to successfully jam the wheels with a metal rod. Relieved, Mitch stops trying <laughs> to reach the brake. Yeah. See, this is he gets <laughs> cocky he does. and then he gets sliced and diced. And hey, if that isn't a metaphor for life, he I don't know what like, it is. He gets like, you know, the spiralizer, like yes, the zucchini. Yes, he does get he spiralized. Gets, he gets spiralized. From the Book of Saw. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Reoccurring like theme. The Book of oh Saw. Oh my god, wait. Is oh my that, god, wait. Don't look, don't look, but the Book of Saw is behind you right now. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> oh my god. Is that the, the Book, Book of Saw? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um... However, the motorcycle wheel uh, breaks the rod and begins spinning again. Who could have seen that coming? And as Mitch panics, he begins to swing, essentially throwing himself into the coils. Which, as you can imagine, kills him and mutilates his body as Anna stands on top of the trap, just (laughs) watching it. Watching (laughs) what she's done. (laughs) What she and Mitch have accomplished together. So, elsewhere... Not specified when or where, but... Well, never. Never specified when. Elsewhere, Eleanor and Logan uh, meet at a bar to talk about Halloran. They're just, like, shit-talking him behind his back. Love that. (laughs) You know, like, that one coworker that, like, you should talk to? Yeah, exactly. Um, Who has become increasingly convinced that they are responsible for the latest murders. Later, Eleanor takes Logan to her studio, where she comes out as a jigsaw stand... (laughs) She worries that her secret hobby might incriminate her, as the studio contains numerous self-built replicas of John Kramer's traps. Yeah, that might make that, people point the finger at you. That might set off some alarm some bells. Might be a red flag to people who just, are like investigating this, but we get you, girl. <laughs> we see you. We get we you. S- hi, girly. Hi, girly. Hi, girly. Um, unknown to them, Detective Hunt has followed them and takes several photos. Mm-hmm. Due to the growing evidence, Halloran orders the coroners to be arrested. As he is arrested by Hunt, Logan convinces him that Halloran is actually the killer. He just does a little... Yeah. 
He's like, wait, what gun did he use? It's like, oh, convenient. Does it use this casing? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> like, it would be horrible if it was this, this bullet. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Oh, was it? Oh. Oh, oh that's crazy. Oh, my God. Um, so sometime later, again, not really specified when, but Eleanor visits Logan at his house. And through examining forensic traces on the latest victims' bodies, she discovered that they died on an abandoned pig farm belonging to the family of Jigsaw's ex-wife, Jill Tuck. Because, of course, Jill Tuck's memory lives on through pigs. Always. And it always will. Everything goes back to pigs. What do you know about the Chinese Zodiac? No, Jill, Jill, no. no. That's that's how we feel every time a pig is mentioned. Yeah. Pigs, no. No, no. Jill, no. Huge no. pig motif, as always. Um, so Eleanor and Logan set out on a little adventure to head to the farm while being followed by Halloran. Yeah. Meanwhile, Anna tries to escape the barn through a doorway, but is subdued by a pig-masked figure. Hey. Classic. Who could it be? When she wakes up again, she and Ryan are shackled to two opposite walls in a milking room. Oh! Oh! That's a milking room! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At a pig farm? Who? Why are they milking (laughs) pigs? Hold on! Hold on. Why did they have that there? Well, I mean, I think it was primarily a pig farm, but maybe they had other livestock. They need okay. They hey. needed to milk the cows. They needed or the milking. There, there was milking to be there done. Was, we don't know who or what was, <laughs> was being milked. I guess <laughs> to be fair, ultimately is what we we're don't saying. Know your life. Um, but they wake up in a milking room. Um, their abductor removes his hood. Are you ready for this? Oh, oh! Revealing himself as John Kramer. Ah, uh, he lives. <laughs> The, okay, I just want to say, I've seen this movie before. I, Zoe and I went to see this movie in theaters. And that's crazy. <laughs> which is, that's we can address that later. I've seen this movie before. I was gagged yeah. by the reveal. Gagged <laughs> I did not remember virtually anything about this film other than Matt Passmore <laughs> plays Logan Nelson. And the only reason I know Matt Passmore is because he was on a show called The Glaze that was on A&E back in like the mid-2000s for like two seasons. <laughs> Great cop procedural. Anyways, <laughs> I was gagged. Gagged. Milked. Even. I, there was nothing left in me. I was milked. I was depleted. We have to go. Yeah, bye. Um, so it's John Kramer and he confronts them about their past misdeeds yeah. as he is wont to do. Yeah. It is revealed that Anna, who used to be John's neighbor, of course she was. I don't believe him to be a neighbor either. (laughs) Okay, you're asking a lot of me. You're asking a lot of me. You want me to believe that he's a brother, Mm -hmm. an uncle, Mm -hmm. a husband, a husband, (laughs) an architect. I'm a lover. I'm a I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. And now a neighbor. I, draw the line. I can only do so much. Yeah, I, we have to draw the line somewhere. We have to. Because also, like, was he living, like, in a house or an it was, apartment? It was a house. Okay. And he's, like, looking out his window, which, when you explain yeah. what happens here, I have some questions for John, also, for his role. Like, why he did not intervene? <laughs> why he did not call the police. 
Yeah, that's that's a question. Okay, so Anna was John's neighbor, sure, (laughs) Um, and uh, she smothered her baby in a rage, Mm -hmm. and then incriminated her husband Matthew by putting the baby's corpse next to him while he was sleeping. Um, And then he like rolled over and thought when he woke up, he thought he had smothered the baby in his sleep. Um, believing that he accidentally killed his child, Matthew's taken into a psychiatric facility and eventually commits suicide, uh, in his cell. On the other hand, mm-hmm. Ryan carelessly caused a fatal car accident in his youth, resulting in the death of his two friends and another driver. Later, Ryan blamed his friend to avoid mm-hmm. punishment. He's a liar. He's a liar. Dirty, rotten liar. But why did, if John knew about Anna... Yeah, because, of course, it's a Saw movie. We're treated to a plethora of flashbacks. Of course. In the flashback that explains Anna's whole thing. um, (laughs) Her whole deal. Her whole deal. It shows him in his window. Yeah. Looking at them fighting. Mm -hmm. Presumably seeing her smother a baby. At least the way it's edited. (laughs) Makes it appear that he's, he's... privy to some of that information. I don't know how much, but he knows that it wasn't Matthew. Well, yeah, it seems like he, because, like, we see Anna is, like, trying to deal with the baby and baby won't stop crying and Anna's freaking out and getting increasingly more agitated and then gets a pillow. Ultimately smothers the baby and it is kind of implied that, like, John is witnessed all of it. <laughs> At least some of it. <laughs> He's just sitting there going me watching <laughs> Me watching my neighbor smother her baby and making the crazy symbol so, so she knows I don't, don't like it. <laughs> like, I just feel like at that point, John, like, you're complicit. Yeah. Um, you saw that. And that feels very against, like, your whole thing. But, sure. So John offers Anna and Ryan... To atone for their sins. I guess he offers them an opportunity would be a word I missed in that. Offers them an opportunity. You just throw a William in there like I did. They offer, he offers them a William to atone for their sins. Um, telling them that they had been doing things backwards mm-hmm. and now had to turn it all around. Yeah. Are you getting what he, are you picking, picking up, up what he's putting down? Um, meanwhile, he inserts a single shell into a shotgun and refers to it as their key to freedom. Yeah. And this is the shotgun keys. <laughs> I guess. It's the shotgun. Hey. Hey. Why not? Why not? Why not? Might as well. So Anna and Ryan, uh, they wake up and have been chained by their ankles. Again, likely thing for people to be mm-hmm. in a Saw movie. Yeah. Two opposite sides of a room. Inside of the room is a shotgun placed on a pedestal in between the two of them. Unbeknownst to them, inside of the shotgun, inside of a bullet casing, are two keys to release them from the chains. However, the shotgun is rigged to backfire if one of the players decides to shoot the other, and in doing so, destroys both of the keys. And this also, speaking of pig motifs always, Mm, yes, this is where (laughs) John just starts talking about pigs. In this room, he's Mm. like, you know, they're, like, very compassionate creatures. Like, he's just going on, like, pigfacts.com. Like, he's going on. And she goes, what about you? What about your compassion? Like, he just had to break him from his pig rant. Anyways, and then he says... <laughs> First of all, 
Pinkfacts.com. Wait, there's pinkfacts.com is John Kramer's website. The girl, what's her name? Why did I forget her name? Which one? Number one Jigsaw fan. Oh, Eleanor Bonneville. It shows a clip of the website and it's like Jigsaw Rules. Rules. Yeah, I know it is. So those are the websites we're working with. But also like somebody just kind of like zoning out and like saying a bunch of animal facts. Like, I hate to say it, but like that is kind of you. That's me coded. Like, Eddie, you're going to wake up in a milking room and I'm going to be like, did you know that pigs are, like, really compassionate? Like, you're, you're, like, like really you're, like, really compassionate, like, twirling the hair on the pig mask. <laughs> twirling the pigtail. Wait. <laughs> so, he's called out about where his compassion is mm-hmm. and he says, we all have a thumb on the scale, Anna. For good or for evil, you've been weighing in on the wrong side of the scale. Both of you. Now, if you want to achieve your freedom, you'll have to learn. You have to realize that you've been doing it backwards. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to turn it all around. Here's your key to freedom. It's all up to you. Now the game is simple. The best ones are. (laughs) You have one gun and you have one shell. Like I said, up to you. Up to you, babe. As the best ones are is crazy. It's fucking insane. This man is ludicrous. Um, so Anna, however, misunderstands her instructions. Her very simple, yeah. like, the most heavy-handed instructions misunderstands them. No, again, this is, like, I feel like we talked about this in another installment mm-hmm. of the franchise, but this feels very much like when you're doing a test where the teacher has to read the question yes. to you and is, like, really emphasizing the words. It's like, the key to freedom. Yeah. You have it backwards. You need to... Turn it around. No, that was the oral exam for Mr. Maria's yeah. grade 9 French class. Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, so she misunderstands his instructions and tries to shoot Ryan. The shot backfires and kills her instead. Yeah. Ryan discovers that the keys to their shackles were hidden inside the shotgun shell and were destroyed when Anna pulled the trigger. Again, shotguns. Pigs and shotguns. The two overarching themes. Truly. Uh, So with no other chance to escape, Ryan succumbs to his wounds and presumably dies in the milking room. Yeah, what a place to go. Final resting place. Just starving and dehydrating to death in a milking room. Gross. At Jill Tuck's pig farm. Oh my god, that's a glamorous that's place to a die, actually. place to go. If I was going to go at any pig farm, I'd want it to be Jill Tuck's. A hundred percent. Also, Can we like, request how bury me at Jill Tuck's. When I die, spread my ashes at Jill Tuck's pig farm. Also, again, kind of like the nephew of it all, but it's like, how are we eight movies into this and only just now realizing that farm. Jill Tuck's family owns a pig farm? God. Do you know anything about the Chinese? <laughs> oh, oh, Jill, Jill. no. no. Um, Logan and Eleanor eventually reach the barn, but are attacked by Halloran. This is, I wrote this down, and there's so many question marks and exclamation marks after it, because I said, why did Halloran burst through the wall? He, like, literally goes through wooden planks. Like, he didn't just, like, find them in the room. He bursts. Through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. He goes full Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, why did he do that? 
Because he could. Because he can. Because he's a cool cop. He's so cool. Um, while Eleanor escapes, Logan struggles, same, um, <laughs> with the detective and is knocked out by his opponent. Afterward, Halloran himself is subdued by an unknown attacker. Sometime later, both men wake <laughs> up in the milking room. Again. Where Anna and Ryan's final test occurred. They have two collars locked around their necks, armed with high-powered <laughs> laser cutters. And this... Oh, yeah, it's the laser collars. <laughs> laser collars. Of course. <sighs> okay. So the victims are placed into heavy metal collars that were fitted with several powerful lasers around the device. On a 60-second timer, the lasers would slowly move inwards toward the victim's head to free themselves. The victims had to confess to the reasons they deserved to die. If they didn't cooperate, eventually the lasers would slice their head into eight pieces. Seems, though, however, that this was a rigged trap mm-hmm. and was not winnable, but yeah. they would have to confess, and that was that. Was that. <laughs> and we have, of course, a little message. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> you came looking for the game. Congratulations, you found it. He said, you wanted a problem? Congrats, you, you found it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were the final two players. You may recognize the device around your collar, Dr. Nelson. These laser cutters slice through tissue and bone like butter. The most powerful blade on this planet. <laughs> you both have an opportunity to live. All you need to do is confess. It's that easy. So simple. If you admit to the reason that you deserve to die, you can escape death. I'll be listening. Make your choice. The gl- the game? Hello? The game will select one of you to begin in 60 seconds. Unless, of course, someone chooses to go first. That someone would be does. a shame <laughs> if somebody chose to go first. Um, so, Halloran presses the button and forces the game to begin and making Logan go first. So, Logan, who is a former resident at a hospital, admits that he accidentally mislabeled John's x-rays, which mm-hmm. caused John's brain tumor to remain undiagnosed until it was no longer curable. Nonetheless, Logan's head is seemingly sliced apart by the lasers. Afterward, Halloran desperately admits that he took bribes and allowed numerous criminals to avoid their rightful punishment. Mm. Suddenly, <laughs> Logan, who faked his death, rises from the floor. We've seen this before. Very reminiscent of the first one yeah. in that way. Um, and informs him that he has recorded Halloran's confession. He explains that he was the unknown man pulled into the buzz saws in the first game. I was Buckethead. No, I was Bucket. It's a very, <laughs> very that. Very that. Uh, which is revealed to have occurred ten years earlier. However, John saved him, not wanting Logan to die over an honest mistake. <laughs> then why did you put him in the trap in the first place? This is the paper noises. <laughs> Shake it. It's a rage. It has to come out because... Why not have that attitude for every other person ever in a trap? You literally had a woman in a trap because her boyfriend was abusive. You don't think she deserved to not be in there? <laughs> but you're like, oh, he just did his job bad by accident. He made an honest mistake, he just guys. Made a little boo-boo. Boys will be boys. <laughs> like, John, what are we doing? John, 
I can't agree with you. <laughs> Not on this one. Um, so yeah, John saves him, and Logan became his first <laughs> accomplice <sighs> until he enlisted in the army and left to fight in Iraq. Fallujah. Which, again, we had a Fallujah tally. Mm, we did. Fallujah got a lot of play. We have three times that it was mentioned. And that was, like, in the first 20 minutes. Well, and I think that we didn't even start counting no. right away. Like, they said it a few times before we were like, maybe we should keep track of, of how many times they say Fallujah. Uh, so the corpses found throughout the movie were criminals Halloran allowed to remain unpunished. Therefore, Logan chose them to participate in the same game he and the other prisoners faced 10 years prior. I think it's really, like, bold of him to say that he participated in. You were taken out in the first round. You didn't participate in anything. You didn't. You got cut up by the blades, and then John felt bad for you because you just were out cold. Like, you didn't wake up like in time. Like, he took pity on you, yeah. buckethead. Buckethead. <laughs> buckethead. Um, Logan also reveals that it was Edgar Munson who killed his wife. He blames Halloran for her death because he helped Edgar avoid prison. Logan ignores the detective's pleas for mercy and reactivates the collar. As he leaves the room, Halloran's head is sliced apart by the lasers. And it's gnarly. It is pretty gross. It's pretty good. Like that's that's a good kill. That was, yeah. And it's also, I kind of like that part where he's like, we have a choice. You're always supposed to have a choice. And Logan is just like, you can choose to scream or not. That's your choice. I'm like, that's good. That's good. It's that's not as good, good as I speak for the dead. <laughs> he speaks for the dead. Which is the iconic closing line of this film. I speak for the dead. <sighs> he didn't get a game over. No. He got something so much better. So different. <laughs> I'm a Logan apologist. I hate you to have say to, it. There's a bond. There is. I think I think that's funny. I speak for the dead. I speak for the dead. You know what? He was the first apprentice. So we're led to believe. Yeah. And like he did his own thing. He and did. Then, and they said, no. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not it's, doing he tried that. to make fetch happen. That's what that was. He tried to make fetch happen, and you know what? It didn't happen, but we have to respect yeah. that. He did what he could. Yeah. I appreciate somebody who takes risks and tries and new did. things. He did. He took a risk in a big so, way. Thank you, Logan, for your service in Fallujah. In Fallujah. We salute you. It's time now to bingo. Bingo, bingo, bongo. bingo bongo. This one does not have a lot <laughs> of anything. Of anything. <laughs> But we have a couple. So, of course, okay. there's the free space, mark it off. Yeah. Then we also have female character is not like other girls. And that... Eleanor Bonneville. Is truly... I mean, the name says it all. The name says it all. She's covered in tattoos, so they're like, she's cool. She has a, a John Kramer fan site. Yes. She builds his traps in her spare time. She's not like other girls. Except she's exactly like us. We're the other girls. <laughs> then we have character calls out, hello, or is anybody there? I'm pretty sure it's Logan. Mm. When they wake up in the milking room, he's like, hello. Oh, yeah, I like, think you're Whoa. right. <laughs> well, first of all, a lot since you put yourself there. <laughs> he's acting. <sighs> he's acting. selling it. Then we have a jump scare fake out. Mm -hmm. Where was that? Eleanor shows up at his place. Right. And it's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god that's it then we have the baddie isn't really dead and that fits in a lot of different ways yeah because we think logan has been sliced and diced he hasn't he's risen then we have also you think it's present day and you're like why is john here i thought he died ariana what are you doing here <laughs> bury that <laughs> Bury that, and uh, that's our those are our bingos. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we really didn't get a lot for that one. Now, goofs, gaffs, fun facts. Okay, I'm pretty excited about the goofs and gaffs that I found. Do you have fun facts? I to do share? have fun facts. I have one that might be a goof, so I'll save it until you do goofs and okay. gaffs, just in case. Um, but it, it's a clue of where it might be. Do you have anything about location in yours? Because um, maybe I'll just... I don't think so. Okay. Then I'll, I'll include yeah, it here. Yeah, go for but it. This installment, we'll save this for the last one because I, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but this installment of the franchise mm. was written specifically to tone down the violence and the torture thing that they have like the reputation they had it was written specifically for that which makes a lot of sense yeah after watching the movie knowing that now you're like oh okay <laughs> I, that feels crazy for a number of reasons yeah. yeah like first of all there's like what like a seven year gap between saw 3d yeah. and jigsaw it's like you revive the franchise just to, like, tone it down. to tone it down Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You can't you can't take us from the greatest film of all time. Genuinely. To to this. A toned down version. <laughs> then the red helix coils of the spiralizer trap, which is a better name. That is a better name. What it the cycle trap. Um, are patterned to look like um Billy's red cheek swirls. Yes. Cute. I love that. Um then there were clues to the twist ending. Okay. There are... What's the quote? I can't think of it now. With those with the eyes to see them. Mm. Why can I... Cathedrals. Yeah, That's it. There are cathedrals with those. Anyways. <laughs> clues to the twist ending. The fact that Tuck's Pig Farm... This is like... It was to be like, this is in the past. This was the clue. Okay. That when they're in the games, nobody acknowledges that Jigsaw is responsible for the games. Because at that point, they don't know he who it is. doesn't exist. They don't know who that is. In past films, such as Saw 2 oh. and Saw 5, participants would acknowledge that Jigsaw is responsible for the situation they're in. That's they don't say true. that. Furthermore, <laughs> when Anna and Ryan meet John Kramer, they do not acknowledge the fact that he's supposed to be dead. Because he's just... He's just a guy. So, guy. Oh. so that, those were little hints for us. So I was doubly stupid for not <laughs> catching. No, you were doubly gagged. Not different. catching the plot twist or remembering the plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> to be fair, it's been a while since we saw it. Wow. Now, this is the fun fact that gives us a hint, maybe. Certainly another clue as to where these movies could take place. We're narrowing it down. As Halloran arrives at the barn, Hunt calls him. The caller ID on the phone shows a 647 area Shut code. Up. For those who don't know, <laughs> 647 is a Toronto area code. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, all these fucking movies are filmed in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto 647. We have two 
To, we have more clues that it's in, set in Toronto than anywhere else. Metropolitan. Toronto Metropolitan University. TMU. TMU was actually inspired by the Saw franchise to rename the university. It all connects. <laughs> the web is connecting them all. Thank you. And this is also the first time that a phone number has shown and hasn't been like the 555 style yeah. phone number. It's just like a straight up real phone number. That they it was me. Oh my god, Logan. Hey. Are you? You're a 416. I'm a 416. I, know, I lost my 416 number. I'm 647 now. Okay. I'm excited for the goofs. Starting off strong, at around 31 minutes into the film, Detective Hunt says that Logan was captured in Fallujah after taking over three Talibans, mm -hmm. which is impossible because Fallujah is in Iraq while Talibans are in Afghanistan. <laughs> They're in uh -huh. Afghanistan. Yeah, that seems right. That seems like a mistake they would make. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I even, like, Googled, because I was just like, I don't know a lot about a lot, so this could just say anything, and I'd believe it. And it's like, yeah, no, sure enough, like, the Taliban exists in <laughs> Afghanistan, and Fallujah is very much oh, in Iraq. Oh, no. Or Iraq, as the Americans say. Why do they do that? I don't know. That's wrong. Can somebody explain that? Iraq. Why are we up to that over there? It's like when old people say Italian. Crazy. <laughs> um, at around an hour and two minutes, the sticker on John Kramer's x-ray doesn't have a birth date on it. All labels on any item for a hospital patient would have their name and birth date. Well, they also didn't find his, his birth tumor? Brain tumor? <laughs> Hello? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I gotta go. So this was just like a faulty hospital yeah, all around. Just, they were like, whatever, throw whatever sticker on it. Because like anybody who's been to a hospital knows, like you, they, they're clarifying your birthday every step of the way. <laughs> you you have it on it. your little yeah. bracelet that you get. They have it on little stickers they stick to your shit. They're asking you. Multiple times. Not at Angel of Mercy Hospital <laughs> no. or wherever the hell he Or is. the other working hospital. <laughs> treated. Yeah, there's a few. There's a couple. And we now know a psychiatric one as well. Yes. In Mystery City. In Toronto. It's Cam H. <laughs> it is. It's all becoming clear. Um, at around 32 minutes, the TV in one of the 2003 Tux Pig Farm games is a 2010 flat screen. Yeah. Which was not available in the early no. 2000s, which is when that presumably was set. Yeah. Yep. At one point, of that. like I, I said, I referenced yeah. that while we were watching it. I said, Billy's on a flat screen. Yeah. And of course, me, being a dumb, dumb idiot who's apparently never seen the film before, didn't... Put I got together. I was like, we're in present day. Well, there's a flat that's, that's screen, That's crazy. He's on, he's on a flat screen. That's so cute. Um, he's and then, really... No, that was in the past. Why is there a flat screen? We were also talking about this as well as like... All of a sudden, Billy had his sparkly shoes in this one. Billy didn't have sparkly shoes until Saw 3D. Yeah. So, so like, in the chronological timeline of when these movies take place, this is supposed to be before yeah, Saw. He started sparkly. And then lost his sparkle. <laughs> Sad. Oh. And then he got it back. And then he got it back. And that's really Billy important. Billy gets his sparkle back is a sequel to Stella Cowser. <laughs> Stella got her groove back. Um, okay. John Kramer states that Anna framed her husband for the death of their baby. But John cannot know this to be true. 
He overheard the couple arguing, but there is no possible way for him to know that Anna's husband did not roll over and suffocate their baby. He was watching from the windows. Similarly, John claims that Ryan lied to the police regarding the car crash that killed his best friend. Unless John was a first-hand witness to the event, he couldn't know the truth. Wait, how did he know that? Right? Wait, same with the asthmatic woman, then. Was he there? No. Oh, this is falling apart. It's, it's the falling apart. The plot is falling apart in a beautiful way. Um, at around 52 minutes, when the police go to j- uh, jig up, they go to jig up go, John's grave. Jig up. Um, they Instead of saying big ups, we say jig ups. Uh, jigsaw up. They go to dig up John's grave. They should have noticed that it had been dug up within the last few days since Logan would have had to dig up the coffin to remove John's body and replace it with Edgar Munson's. Yeah, Edgar Munson. Like, John had presumably been buried there for ten years, Mm -hmm. but then it was a freshly dug up grave and they didn't think that was odd. Shoddy police work. All around. Consistently. Well, that's the only constant. It is the Toronto Police Department. It's true. Hey. 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 Those are the goofs and gaffs. Love I it. I thought there were some really good ones for this. Wow. <laughs> Trap survivability. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Deep sigh. Yeah. Um, Edgar Munson's test. There wasn't really a way to survive that because I think the whole thing was set up in a way that they're wanting the police to shoot him because mm-hmm. it looks like he has a bomb and he's about to kill five people instead yeah. of just start their game. Yeah. So I feel like hard to beat that one. Hard to beat. That was definitely um, rigged in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, we do our best. <laughs> we always do. We always do. Mm-hmm. The bucket room. I think as far as saw traps go... Slice and dice. You know, throw yourself into the blade. Just make a simple blood Just make sacrifice. a simple blood sacrifice. Some of us were doing Hey. That. Hey. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. We've all been emo teenagers. No. Anyone else? No. Anyone? Just do it. Just throw yourself into the blade. Sounds like a song. I threw myself I into the blade. <laughs> I write with a poison pen. That's an additional lyric. <laughs> yeah, no, we'd survive that, no problem. That one's, yeah. Easy. Easy peasy. The chain hangers. Um, I mean, I just think we could also survive that. I don't think it's that difficult. Just look yeah. at the three needles and figure out which one has significance based and on the number. And don't hold them all like you're Wolverine. That was crazy. He started crazy and then just like punched her in the neck with them. Yeah. Don't okay. do that. Ryan, don't do that. There was no need. Chain hangers. Hangers. <laughs> Whoa. Hangers. Leg wires. I wouldn't go through the door that said no exit. Yeah. I. You know how petrified I am about accidentally going out an emergency exit? And the alarms going off? That is truly like one of my like top yeah. 10 fears in life. Even a door that doesn't have something that indicates that, I'm like, I'm going to leave this door and the alarms are going to sound. No, like if I am not 100% certain, I won't open the door. No. So I wouldn't even get myself into the situation. No. We're surviving. And like, 
you're in a jigsaw trap. Like, he's told you, he said at the beginning, don't try to take shortcuts. That's true. He warned you, don't try to but leave a door. But they're not familiar with his game. That's true. That's true. But, but still, still <laughs> the door says no exit. Don't go out that way. That's just, like, common sense. Um, the grain silo trap, we would also survive because we simply wouldn't go into it. Wouldn't go into a grain <laughs> silo. So. Because, like, once, I think you pointed this out when we were watching the movie, but it's just, like, why do they both just, like, walk fully into the grain and silo? And pull something. And, like, it may, again, they're not familiar with his game, but, like, just, again, common sense. I just, like, the more we talk about the traps, I'm like, I just think we'd survive because we're extremely anxious people. Yes. So, every, anytime I go into a room, I'm like, what if it locks behind me? You stay out there. That's another like, one of my fears. Yeah. Yes. Being locked somewhere where no one knows that I'm locked there. Especially like parking garages. Yes. There's always those like stairwells. <sighs> Big fear of mine. Yes, me too. So yeah, I'm not just gonna wander into a grain silo. Two of us linking arms and running into Absolutely the silo. Absolutely not. No, we'd survive that. Ridiculous. The cycle trap. We wouldn't be in this because we wouldn't sell a faulty motorcycle no. to John Kramer's nephew. <laughs> no. Because he doesn't have one. He doesn't have one, and that's, that's the up. trick. Also, again, like we mentioned earlier, mm. we would be looking at the ground where we were walking. Yeah. We wouldn't get yeah. shot up into, into a the, sling. We wouldn't. And then no. dropped into a cone. Absolutely not. Shotgun keys. We'll survive. He literally spelled it out for yeah, you. Yeah. He, he, he like waved <laughs> the keys. Like the keys here. No, no. Put it in the gun. Like, and then she's like, I'll kill him. <laughs> Got it. Heard you loud and clear. I'm killing him. <laughs> Bang. You're dead. <laughs> and he tried to warn her too. He did. Ryan's like, Anna, Anna. He's no, like, no. no, no. Yeah, and so. how did that go? Fucking, we'd survive that also. And um, laser collars. Well, a rig trap, yeah, so it doesn't we, count. We couldn't because Logan would not allow that to happen. <laughs> he speaks for the dead. After all. <laughs> Letterboxd review time. One of the best segments. I always have so much fun One going through. One I look through. forward to. It, uh, it brings me joy. Um, okay. This one is from Zach. They gave the movie one star. They said, the Saw franchise is the only movies... Is the only movies? <laughs> Zach. Zach. Come on now. The Saw franchise is the only movie franchise, I'll say, that's allowed to mansplain the ending to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luke gave the movie two and a half stars, and they said, no matter how shitty this franchise has become over the years, I will never not get hyped the fuck up from those exhilarating-ass final couple of minutes yeah. where everything gets intricately wrapped up with a pretty little bow on top. God, I live for that shit. Da-na-na. Da-na-na. I mean, like, hello, Zep starts playing, and ooh boy. It doesn't even have to be a good ending. Ending? Ending. It doesn't even have to be a No, it doesn't. If you play that song and, like, put a montage of clips that we just saw, that could be the whole movie. It could be. Ripley gave the movie one star. And said, jigging your saw all by yourself, <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> Who else have jigging they saw? <laughs> uh, I saw that one. I was like, this one's for Zoe. <laughs> yeah. 
Isaac gave the movie two stars and said, out of all the Saw movies I've seen, this was definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how I feel. <laughs> oh, God love it. Uh, this one is from Cinema Joe. They gave the movie two stars. Cinema Joe, how could you? They said, if I was trapped by Jigsaw, I'd simply die. That being said, not a fan of this new person taking up the reins, hoping for Spiral to set the franchise back on track. Cinema Joe, I'm coming to you from the future. This one, like... It like wasn't even like that funny, but just like know no, like being like knowing oh, what we know, knowing now. what we know, and knowing that this person was like hoping that Spiral was really gonna like yeah. turn things around. I was like, oh, I want, I hope to find their review when we watch Spiral next. It just, it's just all caps. No, no. <laughs> um, Joel gave the movie two stars and said, "Is this good? No. Does it make any sense in the already wildly convoluted Saw franchise continuity?" Also no. Then. Was it cool to watch a guy get his head totally sliced by lasers and then just sort of open up like a mandarin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did. He really like unfolded. It was like, kind of beautiful. Flower. Yeah. Kind of stunning actually. Um, uh, Kenneth gave the movie two stars and said, Jigsaw is literally the old man version of Hannah Baker if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to your tape. <laughs> Uh, Nabil gave the movie two and a half stars, pretty generous for this round, um, and said, this was horrible, I loved it. (laughs) Us with the last one. Lucy gave the movie one and a half stars and said, silly little barnyard traps, go home, Farmer John. (laughs) And last but not least, Jay gave the movie two stars and said, Jigsaw showing up on the TVs like RuPaul about to announce (laughs) this week's Maxi Challenge. Uh, yeah. And those are our letterboxed reviews. Beautiful. Thank you, as always, as always to the People, users of Letterboxd. The patrons of Letterboxd. You make life worth living. And you can follow us here. At Honestly Pod. Yay! Now comes the time mm. that we're all waiting for, which is our review. Our personal review. We have a system. We much do. Much like Jiggy Saw. We have our own means of determining who lives and who dies. Precisely. And the three... The three? What? <laughs> the three of you we've chosen to die are... We just start listing <laughs> Spotify usernames. Uh, the five criteria that we use when we are reviewing these films are plot, mm-hmm. characters, scare factor, acting... An aesthetic. Yeah. Where to begin? <laughs> I feel like I feel like this might actually be one where we have very, very different opinions on this film. <laughs> I think so. I think so. We have to meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. There's been a lot of singing this episode, there, I feel. This is the musical episode. It is. There's gotta be one every season. Yeah. You know? Um, okay, so let's start with plot. Um, as always, some of our like jumping off points are believability. Does the premise make sense? If it doesn't make sense, <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, is it at least like a us good premise? Um, how far does suspending disbelief get you? Uh, the twists. Do they add anything? Do they pull a Ryan Murphy and try to do too many at once? Is it a plot twist that we saw coming, or was it actually gag worthy? 
First of all, does the plot make sense? No. Is no. it believable? No. No. Do they pull off a really good plot twist? Yeah. Yeah, they fucking do. Is the plot twist kind of flawed in different ways? Sure. In every way. <laughs> but it's actually it's, phenomenal. It's a great twist. The neighbors are bowling. Enjoy that. Well, let's hope That's all they do is bowl, bowl tonight. Um, the, the plot is... Wacky. Stupid. <laughs> the, thinking, <laughs> the thinking of a word. Uh, how you say... say stupid. stupid. Um, yes. It's like, I, I don't even think we can call it wacky. No, it's because wacky implies a whimsy. It implies and a whimsy. None. It implies a fun. It's just... Bad. <laughs> it's just kind of there. It's just, like, the fun fact that it was, like, toned down. Mm. It's just toned down and dumb. In all <laughs> aspects, it's a very toned down movie. I also just, like, love how... It, this movie negates everything that came oh, before yeah. it. So like, remember when we said all of that and we gagged you that Lawrence was involved? There was actually someone before Lawrence. Like, that to me is so funny that, like, I actually love it so much. No, that, like, it transcends. It transcends. This happens. Like, it they set it up so, like, they set this up throughout the whole franchise. Yeah. Like, from the first Saw through to Saw 3D, and then the big reveal that, like, Lawrence has actually been the OG apprentice the whole this time. whole time, and it's like, holy shit, what a way to end this. Saw 3D, the final chapter, it's been what Lawrence all chapter. along. And then seven years later, they come back, and they said, actually, it's been this random guy the whole time. That you've never met. Never seen, never He's met. He's been in Fallujah. He's been in Fallujah. <laughs> Where you been? Crazy. It does transcend. It somehow transcends and is also entirely forgettable. Oh, a hundred percent. That's how I feel about it. I literally saw this in theaters and no, forgot I was gonna about say it. like we saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. We've watched it since then yes. a couple of times, mm-hmm. and the only thing that I remembered for sure was that he had a nephew. Yes, because it's so crazy that that's the only thing that stuck that's, in my head. I was gonna say that's what sticks out most about this film to me is that like yes, between seeing it in theaters and rewatching it over the years, that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. I didn't remember the plot twist. You didn't. I like literally. I we're sitting. Zoe and I are watching this, and you see the guy in John's cloak, and I'm like, wow, they're really trying to make us. They're really trying to make us think yeah, John's I'm sitting st- silent. <laughs> is on the floor. You've seen this movie multiple times. And that's how you know it's good. Like, I'll probably watch it again in a couple of years and it'll gag me again. <laughs> They're in a milk <laughs> No. I don't, I think, like, the it just, it transcends. It's great. It's great because it transcends because of how horrible it is. It's, Lots of five. I'm sorry. If for nothing else than for the twist at the end. I accept it. I accept your reasoning. I concede. <laughs> I just, I think it's truly a work of art. Um, okay, characters. We have the main characters, background characters, the baddie. You know, we're talking, how likable are they? Do, are we rooting for them? What's the story? I agree. Zero. 
I, yeah, I think the characters all suck. <laughs> they suck. And it's crazy mm. because they're like, you know all these guys. Guess what? None of, their, none of them are in it except John. And he'll be there for a second, which you will be gagged about, which yeah. is exciting. <laughs> but no one else do you know nor do you care about. No. that's I Where's think, Hoffman? <laughs> I do think that it... Yeah, where the fuck is Hoffman? Hoffman. Because he would have been presumably working Was for he the Metropolitan. Okay, where's Hoffman? Where's Donnie Wahlberg? Where are they? Where's Danny Glover? Where Where are they? Okay, Tap's not there. Rig's not there. No, uh, uh, no other police officer that we've come to know. Where's Carrie? Is part. Where is Carrie? They had the opportunity to bring back I Miss Carrie. Bring back I'm so very fly oh my. It's a little bit scary. And they didn't. I almost broke my nose with my dog bag. What the hell? What the hell, guys? What the flip? No, I do think that's like, I was going to say like the downfall, but like one of the downfalls of this movie is that like, there, you just have no connection to any of the no. characters, and so it's like, oh, I don't care. I don't care, and you're just telling me this is the start of it? I like, can't. I can't. No, it's... They, Zero. They needed to sprinkle in at least, like, one or two characters that we knew already. Yeah. But then I guess that would have, like, ruined the whole plot yeah. twist of it. The like, illusion. But, like... The pollution. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I get, no, I guess that like literally would have ruined the plot twist. I'm like, why didn't they just do that? Because then you wouldn't have had that gag-worthy plot twist that you forgot all about. You wouldn't have been gagged. Yeah, never mind. So. This is why I don't write films, I guess. But zero. <laughs> I just feel like the rest of the movies, you it's same characters throughout, repeating yeah. characters, and so you feel connected to them. This one, I'm like, I don't give a shit no. about this person. I don't know you. I don't know you, and for that reason, zero. A zero. We went from a five to a zero. And that's the movie. And that really is the (laughs) film, I think. Okay. um, Scare Factor. It's not scary. The only thing that scared me was Halloran's behavior. Yeah, I also (laughs) said in my notes there is actually... HR violations. There's so much casual sexual harassment in this film. Like, it's actually jarring. That's the only thing that's scary is just the way he is towards women. (laughs) It's yeah, it's very inappropriate and upsetting. So like, what a one for a scare one. factor. We'll give it a one. The traps not scary. The, the laser thing, gross. Cool to look at. Yeah. Not. I don't know if I would say scary. No, it is cool to look at. Um, but yeah, it's not a scary movie. Yeah. Other than the sexual harassment is quite frightening. Yeah. Um. So okay, one for scare factor. Yeah. We started off so strong. <laughs> um, acting. Was it good? Was it bad? Or was it so bad that it transcended and became perfect? It was transcendent. Um, For the guy in the graveyard alone. (laughs) Are we sure about that? You might want to check this out. Like, five for him. Absolutely. And no one else. (laughs) And no one else. The acting was fine. Yeah, it's pretty, like, run of the mill. I don't... It's not memorable. I think, yeah, that's the problem. Just, like, coming from the other ones where you're like, these people are crazy, I love them. Yeah. To this, you're like, okay, that guy was kind of fun in the grave. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. No one's crazy enough. No. I I say, like, a two and a half. Two and a half is fair. Like, middle of the road. It's not terrible. 
it's not great, but it's also not like transcendent. Transcendent in any way, no. except for the graveyard guy. Just him. Where's his Oscar? Give it to him now. Run me It's right behind it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally we have aesthetic. They didn't really do any like mm, that's not true. Mm-hmm. They have one transition that's like pretty good. It's where they're looking at the bodies of Mitt, of Ryan oh. and Anna, and then it's uh John looking at them, and then it looks at the floor, and then it looks back up, and it's Logan looking at them. Yeah. That's a cool one. That's a good transition. But I don't even know if that's, like, a classic Saw transition. It's not it's classic. It's like a cool transition. Again, they were, with the aesthetics, they were very toned down. Yeah. Like, they don't even have the usual, like, Saw filters that and you've come the, to expect. it's supposed to be the beginning. Why aren't we green? Why aren't we blue? <laughs> Why aren't we green? Why aren't we blue? Why aren't we yellow? How strange it is to be anything at all. How strange it is to be anything at all. It's just like, it just, it's like visually you can look at any other Saw movie and like without even like, you, oh, that's a Saw movie. Yeah. Like you can see it like a single frame from that movie with like no identifying no. features and you know that's a Saw movie. This looks like any other movie. Yeah. And that's jarring to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. So like. I would give it like a one, maybe. Yeah. Or two. We'll give it a one just for the transition yeah. of the bodies. Because that was good, but that's not, it's not Saw. It no. was just like a cool thing that they did. It feel this movie feels very much like a departure from the rest yeah, of the franchise. Yeah, because we like, we're doing it on purpose too. It's like, and we feel that now. We know. Even more so. That like, it was on purpose. We felt it before, yeah. but like now we know that it was intentional. And I that. don't like that. It hurts. Don't tone it down. We want to ramp tone after, it up. Imagine a ramped up Saw 3D. We... So much has been taken from us. So much has been taken. Um, yeah, I think like a one for aesthetic. Yeah. Because like they really were not serving with it. No. What would we give Jigsaw 2017 out of five saws? I feel like we're going to disagree. You go first. I think it's, I again, we've mentioned very forgettable. Mm-hmm. I would give it a 2.5. Okay. Perhaps a three. I think that the plot being crazy and being like, forget everything we told you about everything is the only redeeming yeah. factor. No, I agree. I I think I'm just a jigsaw apologist. <laughs> it's the Logan connection. I, I do think that like genuinely plays a role. Like I'm just like, oh, it's a my character name. with my name. Like that's fun. Um, Cause like when I rated it on my letterbox, I gave it three stars. I would, I will, but I feel like perhaps to the way yeah, I was doing it is I was comparing it to all the other ones that we've yeah. watched so far. And so I'll look at my personal ratings for them. And I was looking at like, okay, which other ones did we rate what? And yeah. so like saw V that's saw four, five, five, five. I don't fucking know Roman numerals. I am only know saw Roman numerals. <laughs> That's all I know. We've been out of the Roman numerals for so long I now. Know. I've like lost all I my know. knowledge that I had. We'll come back. We'll get to we'll it. get back to it. Like I gave that a two on my own personal letterbox because I find that one of the most insufferable oh, films. Yes. And so I'm like, it I don't. It is better than that. Yes. I we can give it a two point five. I'm I would give with you a that. three. No, I feel like you've had to make concessions for me in the past because normally I'm the one that's like, this movie is so garbage, we're not giving this a high score at all. 
So thank you. We can give it a two and a half. You're like I won't agree. <laughs> no, I I don't think it's unfair. I just for whatever reason the plot twist got me. <laughs> it's a good plot twist. It's a good plot twist. It was truly as if I was watching the film for the first time. It's a good one because you're like, wait a minute. What is happening? They're trying to convince us he's still alive. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. That just, that, that just seemed the last to me. A scooby doo Oh, um, I think 2.5. A 2.5 for Because it is better Jigsaw. than Saw 5. Because yeah. I think 2.5 I think that's is fair. Our honestly moment. <laughs> Every time. One day, one day you'll be ready and you'll have it ready to go. I'm telling you, my brain is not firing on all cylinders because normally like even like I I forget up until the day we're recording, but like usually when I'm like we're going through the plot, like something will You want me to start? Um yeah, you start I need to buy time. I have two. <laughs> of course you do. One we already talked about okay. quite a bit. But it's that the inconsistency with the twist that they want us to believe all the traps happened in the past, but there's a flat screen that's mm-hmm. hard to come yeah. to terms with. And it's like all the tech that they're dealing with, because there's also like things that they take out of buckets and yes. bodies. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, what time are we working on? Yeah. When so are we? That's an Okay, honestly, what's happening? Yeah. And then I know you don't agree with this. My honestly is I speak for the dead. <laughs> and I, I speak for the dead with a little sad face. I don't know why. I hate it. I hate it. Like, and I, it's not good. I don't know why. But I love it so you, much. You find the whimsy in it. <laughs> for me, it makes me angry. <laughs> and I don't know why. Because I feel like... Any other thing that happens in a Saw movie mm. that you're like, that's so stupid, I will be laughing hysterically it's at. It's amazing, yeah. This makes me sad. <laughs> I drew a sad face. <laughs> I don't like it. I speak for the dead. Slams her and you go, oh. <laughs> Logan. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. I was going to start saying that when I, I'm like leaving your house. <laughs> Speak for the dead. Slam the door. <laughs> and that would be a honestly <laughs> like it pains you. It hurts. It, a like little. it does. Make and I don't sad. know why because I can. I do see the whimsy. Mm-hmm. I can't read it. Yeah, but you can, can see it. I can see the whimsy. Yeah. but it sad. Sad. <laughs> That's fair. Those are my honestly moments. I do. I again. I, this movie is a big departure from the rest of the franchise, and they basically. They said, fuck everything that you knew about this. We're re- redoing Start everything. Over. Like, we're, you thought you liked Game Over? No, it's I Speak for the Dead. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think it's incredible. Um, okay, my honestly moment. We already, like, have kind of beaten this to death, but um, I can't think of anything else because I don't prepare for the <laughs> podcast that I do with you. Um, Not true. You do. At least I was able to do the plot this time. <laughs> Listen. 
Uh, but my honestly, my honestly bad moment, yeah, would be um, when we find out that John Kramer is an uncle. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, st- like that's all the these, number one honestly moment. Like, has stuck with that has stuck with me more than the plot twist. Yeah. From when we saw this back in 2017 that's what for the I'm first saying. time. Like, it's so forgettable. The only thing that I remembered was that he's my nephew, an uncle. And that just makes you go honestly. honestly? Since I when? Agree. I agree. I think it's crazy. It's insane. Like, does John have a brother or a sister? Does he have both? Does he have multiple How siblings? many siblings? Are there other, and we already went over this, are there other oh nieces god, and nephews or nibblings? Does he have cousins? <laughs> my god. Like, Cousin John. I, is John himself a nephew? Does he have an oh uncle? Oh my god. I just, it, like it you said. It just opens it up. The whole family tree, and I just feel like, why did they not explore that more? Because now I'm curious. Okay. Give me the Kramer family tree. Give me the Kramer Tuck family tree. <laughs> we need it. Like we need it. You'll find us on there. Yeah, we're distant cousins. We are. And you can find I'm out about talk. that at jigsawrules.com. Jigsaw rules. Do you have any final thoughts for this beautiful film? I... Other than you speak for the dead. I speak for the dead. <laughs> And I think it's not a good movie. Certainly. But I do, I mean, it's a Saw movie. And so, like, They're always fun. it's fun. Yeah. Um, but it does, it, like I said, it feels like a very big departure from the rest of the yeah. franchise. And I feel like I can see why people don't like it. Because I feel like if you like Saw movies, you probably don't like this one. Because it is very... Um, different. Different in basically every aspect. There's still some of the... The fun things yeah. that we've come to know and love. Like the really heavy handed, like, the key is there. <laughs> You've got it turned Turn it around. around. Like, that's still there. <laughs> but they try to make it different and it feels different. Yeah. And that, it's it was just a forgettable, it was a forgettable one. Yeah, I've already Not, not a favorite. It. No. But he speaks from the dead. <laughs> and I think it's important to know. It's important to say that. And I do, I have to admire the fact that, like, I just find this is so funny, like, anytime this happens, like, in franchises or, like, in TV series or whatever. It's, like, the equivalent of, like, and then they woke up and it was all a dream. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's very that, where it's, like, oh, okay. Well, here I was, (laughs) thinking that I kind of had an idea of the timeline, and now you're introducing this new person. Who I know nothing about. Do we think we'll see Logan again in the new Saw movie? I personally think that would be great if I we did. I think that would be, I think, get him and Hoff in a room together. Yes. Because he's coming back. He Well, we got a teaser of him. We got it. And I just feel like they would have had overlap. Like, yeah. okay, so like Logan worked at the hospital, but then he went to Fallujah, but then he came back from Fallujah, and then he started working at the police department as a coroner, or in the hospital, Where I guess, as a, a coroner. Sorry. Forensic detective. Forensic Jackie Hoffman. So I feel like there has to be overlap. Yeah. And I would, I think that would be Just fun. like a buddy cop style movie with Hoffman and Logan. Yes. You, Logan, not Logan Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, me. Get yeah. me in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, overall, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. And listen, like... Not a, the best, not the worst. A 2.5 out of 5 is 50%. Like, that's a passing yeah. grade. It's... Things I liked, things I didn't. <laughs> things I liked, more things I didn't like. More things I didn't, that's where we are. And that's life. 
in metropolitan in city. City. Yes. Yes, and. Yes, and. Um. So we got the end. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. We are so close to the end of this franchise of this season. This journey. We have two episodes left. The next one will be covering Spiral from the Book of Saw, yeah. which I am really excited. I am to tickled re-watch. to rewatch that. Right? I feel like we're going to discover new things about it. Yeah. Then we have Saw X. And then we have a little wrap up. Yeah. Which will be fun. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow along with us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. You can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com and you can check out our website, which is HonestlyPod.ca. Dot C-A. That's it. That's a real website, baby. That's it. That's all. <laughs> um... Yeah, check out the website. It's very cool. Lots of fun stuff. Very visually appealing to look at. So go look at that if you haven't. Um, don't forget that we have merchandise for merchandise. For merchandise. You can go to our website and there's a link there. Or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com. We're on all sorts of things. Puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles. Oh, even. What? There's so many goodies, so many goodies with to our be got. brand on it, so check that out. Um, and feel free to leave us a review wherever you listen. Yeah. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Audible, Pocket Cast, other places. Who knows? Um, we'd love for you to join us over on your preferred listening platform. platform. <laughs> um, and wherever you can, leave us a written review and send us a screenshot of it. And we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers. Yeah, they're limbdish, baby. They really are. They're so limbdish. They're you so limbdish that they don't even <laughs> exist yet, actually. Ooh, so spooky. I don't know. Could be fun. Is that it? That's all. All right. Bye. Bye. I speak for the dead. <laughs> <laughs>